The following is a CA original. The mighty sound of the South, tailgating on Tiger Lane. Tom three at the Liberty Bowl. Each one a Memphis football tradition. This is the Tiger Football Podcast. What's happening, Tiger football fans? We are back for the college game day edition of the Tiger Football Podcast. I'm Mark Giannato, the Commercial Appeals Sports Columnist. I'm joined by Evan Barnes, our Tiger football beat writer. Jason Munns, our producer and Tiger basketball beat writer, is here. Uh, We are already in your city, uh, but college game day is coming to your city, if you will. Uh, That's mighty big and mighty rich of you, Mark. Yes. um, A historic day on Saturday when Memphis plays SMU in, oh, by the way, a really big football game. But what I think now is the biggest day in Memphis football program history. I, we can argue if there, there, that whether there's been bigger games. Um, but in terms of days, in terms of exposure the program's getting, in terms of you know what it means just historically where this program's come over the last decade, getting game day in Memphis is... Just a huge event. I mean, just a huge event. It's pretty major. I was I was talking to people on Mike Norvell's radio show yesterday, and they couldn't believe it. I, I talked to somebody Sunday morning in Tulsa. They were emotional thinking about this could happen because they watched this program go from, you know, the D'Angelo years to the end of the Tommy West years, the Larry Porter years where they were losing double digits for three straight seasons. I mean, this is this – is it doesn't get any bigger than this. I mean, Mike was basically – demanding people sell this place out. Jeff Crane, Deputy AD, was doing the same thing. I mean, it's one thing for a big game atmosphere like the Ole Miss game. They wanted to have the sellout crowd. This one feels more like this is the moment. This is, I'm not saying Memphis has arrived, but people know this is different. This isn't just your regular college football big game atmosphere. Oh, I think, I mean, I have a column of a commercialpill.com where, I mean, I, I think you got to get fifty thousand in the Liberty Bowl. You you need to make sure you're you've got not only game day here, you've got the the essentially the announcing crew that calls the national championship game, Chris Fowler, Kirk Herbstreit, they're calling the Memphis SMU game, and you want the Liberty Bowl to look good on TV, just like you want. I I don't have any to me. I don't have any doubts that Beale Street is going to look electric. It's going to look phenomenal on TV. I really, because of the novelty of college game day and, you know, the, just the event, you know, the, the ha- having an event like that, I have no doubts people are going to show up for that. Um, and we can get into some of the complaints I've heard, I think, unfounded about it not being at Tiger Lane. But my, I am actually concerned in that, like, you can't have another crowd. Like, this can't be like the Tulane game a couple weeks ago no. where you had an announced crowd of 30, 31,000. People need, like, if you truly support Memphis football, like, if, even if you just care about Memphis football tangential, tangentially, like, if you just care about it a little bit, like, you need to be at this game. Like, this need this needs to look great on TV. You have a national television audience and this is different than a national television audience when you're on at 7 o'clock on ESPN2. It's just different when you're on ABC and you've got Herb Street and Fowler and Maria Taylor and all, you know, just a lot of eyeballs are going to be on this program and this city. And you want to make sure it looks fantastic. And I, 
I believe it can. I, I just, you know, hopefully people will show up. I think the school is smart with this. Not, you know, they're essentially charging nine dollars for tickets. Like, I just don't think there's an excuse this week. Like, it's like it's nine dollars. It's at home. It's a huge game. It's going to be a great game. It's a historic game. Um, you know, what? Where else would you want to be besides the Liberty Bowl if you're if you're a Memphian this weekend? I really, I know there's the Indie Memphis Film Festival, but like, you know. That's a, that's a local thing. This is a national thing. And, like, I'm not saying don't go to the Indie Memphis Film Festival. Maybe go on Friday instead of Saturday. That's what I'm saying. I will say this. Memphis, in, in the nearly two years that I've been here, the one thing that I love about Memphis is that when it's time to party, Memphis shows up. The festivals that they have, all that stuff. I'll take it a step further than what you said, Mark. Even if you're not a fan of Memphis football, if you love Memphis – why not be here for this moment? Why not be here and say, maybe I've never seen this football team. Maybe I just love Memphis because I choose Memphis. I choose 901. Be here for this moment because when are you going to get this again? Whether Memphis wins or loses this game, people are going to be talking about this for a long time. Right. That's, you know, like that's the reality. Um, because, I mean, college game day, getting college game day, it's like affirmation. Like they don't bring college game day to, you know, bad football programs. They just don't. It doesn't. It comes to great football programs and relevant games and relevant, you know, teams and relevant, you know, it's just, it's, sell, you know, make sure you're, you're, you bask in this because 10 years ago, it, it's just amazing the symmetry of this in that, you know, you closed last decade, really 10, almost 10 years ago to the day. You had Tommy West basically coming out and saying, like, if you're if you can't support, if you're not going to support this, just do away with the program. And ten years later, to see what Memphis has built, and, and that's another thing I think can't be emphasized enough. Like, we talk about the res, you know, sort of the resurrection of Memphis football a lot, and it's a story that's now well told here. But you cannot tell it enough to a national audience. I don't think people understand that. And like, frankly, it's it's great storyline because it's a simple, you know, in a lot of ways. I mean, one game day wouldn't be coming if SMU wasn't undefeated. Right. Let's make that clear. Right. Um, but SMU has a great story to tell too. I think that's part of the reason why they're coming here is because there's two just great stories of football programs that were down in the dumps for various reasons. And now look at them, and look at them now. Like they're they're vibrant programs that are nationally relevant, and um, so it it just sets up for what I think will be a, just a tremendous scene Saturday. And I think the Memphis story probably needs to be told a little bit more because you're going to hear about SMU. You people probably already heard about SMU up to this point about the death penalty in '87, how this is the most wins they've had in a season since that '87 um, decision was handed. But Memphis, for example, like as we're talking right now, I mean, literally, Tom, if, the, the video's out there. Tommy West basically was saying, "If you don't, if this program doesn't get any better, get rid of it." But look, it's not getting any better. It's supported. No. Yeah, supported. They weren't supported. Supported or do away and with. And that's why that's why Saturday is so significant. Like the support has definitely increased. But this is a chance to really show how much like this program is as deserving of the city's support as any sports team in the city. Like what they've done over the last six years is more significant than anything since the Grizzlies were sort of in their heyday. 
if you will, like, you know, five, six years ago. Like, over the last six years, Memphis football has been the best sports story in the city of Memphis. And it's been well-supported. Like, you know, getting 30,000 people out consistently out to the Liberty Bowl is notable. It's not bad. But, like, when you have a historic event like this, I just think it needs to go to another whole other level. Um, and I, I hope it's a sellout. But... During this six-year run, Memphis has had two games where they've gone over 50000 in the Liberty Bowl for a regular season game. It was the Ole Miss game in 2015 and the Navy game in 2015. This should be the third. Why don't we talk about, just real quick, I mean, aside from what, you know, aside from the, the reasons why people should show up uh, that we've already discussed, but... Just what about home field advantage? I mean, there's still a game. This is still an important game. You know, winning this game would be monstrous. Compared I mean, whoever to- wins this game is one in the driver's seat to win the AAC West, controls their, their own destiny there. And two, I think whoever wins this game in a lot of ways is in the, dri- is in the driver's seat to get the New Year's Six bowl bid. Yeah. Um, in terms of with Memphis, you've got – a whole, you know, essentially, if you win this, you get Cincinnati at home to end the year. And I think if you beat both SMU and Cincinnati and then win the AAC championship That'll be game, enough. That's I it. think that will be enough. I think yeah. that even if App State stays undefeated, I think you leapfrog them yep. with that yeah. type of resume. Yeah, it's still convincing. And again, I mean, the more the more people you have screaming their guts out for four quarters. I mean, it makes a difference. I mean, there is such a thing as home field advantage. And well, could you imagine how daunting that would be for, for the Mustangs to come in here and just... Here, here's my question you know. revolving around game day. Do you think they made it... I've heard from lots of people that feel they made a mistake not having game day at, at Tiger Lane and having it at Beale Street. And we should make... I should make this point very clear. From, from talking to Laird Veach... Uh, Jeff Crane, the deputy AD, from talking to other people. If if ESPN wanted to do Tiger Lane, there were going to be some logistical issues, but they were logistical issues that Memphis was going to figure out, and they were going to do it on Tiger Lane. And from what I understand, the athletic department would have preferred it to be on Tiger Lane. That was their first choice. But I think what people are forgetting a lot is like this has this is not Memphis's choice. This is ESPN's choice. And secondly, this is not this is not a infomercial for the university and the university's football program on TV. It's a TV show that can be an infomercial for the, the university, but it is a TV show first. And ESPN is going to consider not what's going to make Memphis look the best in terms of Memphis football. They're going to say, what's going to look best on TV? Here's the thing. Memphis football is getting plenty of exposure without the, the, the game day being on Tiger Lane. Well, and my, my point would be, and why, like in retrospect, when I went, I, last night before the Memphis basketball exhibition game, I went out on Beale Street. And just looking at where the set's going to be and looking at that backdrop, it was so obvious to me at that moment. I'm like, this is so obviously the best choice because – it's so distinct and distinctly Memphis, that backdrop. If you have it at the Liberty Bowl in Tiger Lane in front of that fountain, not to say it wouldn't look nice, but it, it'd just be another stadium in the game day spot, in the game day tour, if you will. 
Like having it on Beale Street is a memorable backdrop. It's something people are going to – it's going to look unique to the viewer's eyes. And in, uh, and to me, in a lot of ways, it's going to make people remember Memphis and this particular game day far better and far longer than if you just had it. Like what's the difference between having it – like next week they're going to go to Alabama for the Alabama-LSU game. And like they're gonna put it, they're gonna put it in front of Bryant Denny Stadium. Is it, it like yes? I guess the Liberty Bowl is shaped a little differently than some of those other stadiums. But it, it would just be another stadium in the long line of stadiums where they've put their set. Reese Davis was on the radio yesterday, and like he was asked, you know, is there a comparable stop you've been on where to Beale Street in terms of like the where the sets place. And the thing, what you know, where he came up with, he goes, "Yeah, I think like Times Square in New York. Like that's the only thing he could think of. Like this is just like, I just think this, and and then this, it's just what, it's but, just a classic case of don't overthink this, right? Well, and it's a classic case of like, this is not honestly like the diehard Memphis football fans, probably a lot of the people listening to this podcast, like." This is for you, certainly. Like you've earned this for supporting this program over the last decade. But again, the the wall this program has hit in the past couple years is is expanding the fan base beyond the twenty or thirty thousand diehards. This is the type of thing that can help you expand the the the, the fan base. You should be catering to those types of fans just as much as the diehards. You want people and, on your bandwagon. And, and, let, and this concept that I've heard, sorry, I'm going on a rant here, but <laughs> this concept that I've heard that people aren't going to come to Beale Street, you know, it, you would have more people on Tiger Lane than Beale Street. This show is from 8 to 11 a.m. You, I, I looked it up on Google Maps. You could walk from Beale Street to the Liberty Bowl, in an, according to Google Maps, in an hour and 42 minutes. So even if you walked... From from game day to the Liberty Bowl, you'd still have four or five hours to tailgate after game day ends. So don't give me like people are talking about Beale Street like it's 150 miles away from the Liberty Bowl. It's like 15 minutes away. Did Google- give me a break. If you truly support this program, don't tell me I'm not going to Beale Street because I, you know, I tailgate at the Liberty Bowl. Get your butt to Beale Street and then go tailgate. Just get out of here with this stuff. Did you check? I just have a question. Did you check Google? Did Google say how long it would take to bird from Beale oh, Street to? That's a good point. It'd be quicker. Bowl. Yeah, it'd be quicker. I'm sure that like there's gonna be lots of lifts and Ubers. There's gonna be some shuttle buses. It sounds like like just get out of here. Like go to game just day have fun. and then go Enjoy. to and then go Enjoy. tailgate. Don't come like. Get out of here. I'm, I'm just going to add this, too. You And you brought this up. This is catering to people who are watching this on TV nationally. I'm speaking as somebody who moved here less than two years ago. When I thought of Memphis, the one thing people always told me was Beale Street. When people when, – when everyone came down and when Kirk Herbstreet, Reese Davis, and all those guys were coming down here, they kept talking about Beale Street. They kept talking about the memorable landmarks of this city. When you're looking at Memphis on college game day, coming from one of the most iconic streets in the city and maybe even the country – that says to me, this is bigger than just Memphis football. We are promoting Memphis, ESPN is doing. We are promoting this city. And all I've heard since I moved here is Memphis, Memphis, Memphis. Well, I think the point those people would make, play devil's advocate, is like, you know, it's not, it doesn't, it, Beale Street is not, does not represent Memphis. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, let me jump back on that. 
Beale Street absolutely represents Memphis. Like this no, is Memphis football is what I'm saying. Maybe absolutely, not, maybe not Memphis football, but you know what? As you said, this is bigger than just the football program. This is about the city and celebrating this moment that this city has waited for. So why not say, hey, baby, we're going national with this. We're taking it outside of just the football stadium. We're going to put it right in the heart of one of the most important cities, streets in this city and show everybody that, hey, Memphis football's reach is going to be right next to the basketball stadium, which everyone knows the city for, and boom. Well, I think the point is is that, and Laird Veach said, mentioned this yesterday, Unlike a lot of cities, you know, you go to like, I don't know, what's a big, what's this, like, go to L.A., like, people don't care about UCLA there or USC, like, they care, like, the fans care, but it's not, like, identified with the city. University, Memphis, and like, I'm trying to think of a, a similar size city to Memphis, like, I don't know, like, uh, like, USF, like, no one in Tampa really cares about USF. But like here in Memphis, the university and the city are intertwined in a way that you just don't find very many places. Like, and so having it on Beale Street is just as much about University of Memphis as if you added it at the Liberty Bowl because the University of Memphis, it's the University of Memphis. That's what Laird Veach said yesterday. And I, I thought it was well, it was a, it was a, for a guy who's only been here like a month, it was it was it, it showed a lot of uh, understanding of where he is. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I just think they made the right choice. This is the this is the right choice. I I could see an argument for the for Tiger Lane. I'm not saying for it would have sure. been bad at Tiger Lane, but there's gonna this, uh, I, this is to me this is just when I when I stood down there at the intersection of Beale and BB King last night. And looked out at it. I was like, yeah, I, I, I totally understand why they're doing it here. It just makes a lot of sense. And I keep going back to the thing that like Tiger Lane and L- the Liberty Bowl are going to get their time to shine. This is not it's not it's not it's the all ABC or national game. Right. It's, it's not all right. or nothing ABC. like you're going to and they're probably even during game day going to have some sort of segment highlighting. You know the Liberty Bowl and 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 showing plenty of uh, B roll and footage and things like that from you know previous Tiger walks and things like that. Like it's gonna get its attention. Yes and no. I would say I would be I would this caveat with game day as someone who's been around it before. It is still the pregame show for the entire national college yeah, yeah, football yeah. landscape. Like frankly, like. They're going to talk about the Memphis SMU game. I'm, I'm going to say, give or take, like 15 minutes of the entire show, like, which right. is still right. a lot more than they usually talk about a Memphis football game on College Game Day. Right. Um, and frankly, SMU is the more intriguing story, I would say, in this game. Um, just because they are undefeated right now. So, but, and so to that point, this is also a really big game. It's a, it's a game I don't think necessarily Memphis, for this to be a successful day, Memphis doesn't have to win the game, I don't think. Obviously, it would help and it would make people, you know, make people a lot happier. I, of course. I think just having game day here is a win. You know, you're going to come out a winner. If you're the Memphis football program and a Memphis football fan, just having this type of exposure. Um, but SMU is really good. 
And I think the excitement over game day has been a welcome uh, diversion from the fact that Memphis didn't look very good at Tulsa um, and needed a redshirt freshman kicker to miss a 29-yard field goal to escape with a win there. And I, I'm curious, Evan, how you see this game playing out. What what are some of the key factors, if you will? So I'm pulling up some stats right now because the, de- the Memphis defense – easily had their worst performance against Tulsa. That cannot be overlooked, said lightly. That was their worst performance. They gave up a lot of third or fourth down conversions. This game scares me because if Tulsa, which you noted, Mark, was ranked 10th in the AC and passing coming into this game. 10th in just overall offense. Uh, overall offense, excuse me. Um, what's going to happen when you face an SMU team that's currently 6th nationally in total offense, or 6th in off scoring offense, 10th in total offense, and, oh, by the way, they have a quarterback that we have seen perform well at a Power 5 school in Shane Bouchel, who has ignited this offense um, as well. So I'm a little bit worried about can this defense get away from that horrible performance and come back to the Liberty Bowl and play as well as they did against Tulane. But a key injury we need to watch for is SMU's Reggie Roberson, who I believe leads them in receiving yards. He left the Houston game with an injury. We don't know the status of it. Sonny Dykes on the AAC Coaches Teleconference said... It sounds like one of his teammates was basically saying, like, talking last night to reporters as if he's not going to play. Oh, really? Yeah. He kind of... It was like, we're going to miss him type of thing is what he said. He was on crutches during in the second half, so... Now, I will say, he's not their best wide receiver. He's leading them in receiving yards this year. James Prochet... Is phenomenal. He He's, might might be, I him or Coxy is the are the best wide receivers in the league. Um, easily, easily, and we saw what Prochet did against Tulsa when SMU won that game. He was a big reason why they were able, the offense was able to come back. So I'm concerned about this defense again. They they were rated very highly against the pass, but let's be honest, how many great quarterbacks have they faced up to this point? I'd say the only one passing wise is probably the ULM quarterback. Now they're facing a legit quarterback who can pick them apart. They also have a running back, Xavier Jones, who has been really solid. So this is a balanced Sonny Dykes offense. So we'll see what happens. But I'm, I would be very concerned about how this defense stops this SMU offense, although being at the Liberty Bowl, I think, is an advantage. Listen, they've given up over 450 yards three of the past four games, the Memphis defense. So I asked Mike Norvell um, at his press conference Monday, I go, is this something where – you guys aren't executing the way you were at the beginning of the season? Or is it something to the effect of teams have sort of figured out what you're doing and you need to adjust? And he said it was execution. He said basically like in that Tulsa game, essentially, they got into a lot of third and fourth down situations where there was a play to be made and they didn't make the play. Um, so he's, I, I think he's confident, but this was, they gave up a season high in yards to Tulsa. Uh, Tulsa ran 101 plays, which is a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, and the, the first four games of the year, they gave up 3.3, 4.4, 3.8 and 4.7 yards per game. The last four games, they given up 6.5, 5.3, 5.3 and 5.8 yards per play. Um, so this is a defense that, over the last four games, it, this is not a one-game trend. Like, they played a bad game against Tulsa, but this has kind of been... It's not It's not like it just suddenly happened. 
This is this is a defense that has not played as well as it did the first four games of the year over the last four games, and basically since the Navy game, they have not played great, and they're missing their Sanchez Blake, the um, tackler. They're not getting a lot of pressure on the quarterback, and in comparison, like SMU gets a ton of pressure on the quarterback. Second in the nation in sacks, thirty six. Yeah, Memphis has 16 sacks, which is 70, tied for 72nd in the country. SMU is second in the country with 36. Um, yeah, I mean, make no mistake, this is going to be a dogfight. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I don't know if it's going to be a – it's going to be a track meet is what I think because it, now whereas – But would that be wise on Memphis's part to try to get into a track meet? I mean, I don't think it's – I don't think they're going to have a choice. I don't think they're going to be able to stop SMU. And I think whereas the Memphis defense seems to have been regressing – the Memphis offense seems to have progressed. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, they, it seems like the Memphis offense looks a lot more like a Mike Norvell offense all of a sudden. Um, but yeah, I think it's. I don't think either team's going to have much success slowing down the other. I do worry about the SMU pass rush, although the Memphis offensive line has played very well the last two weeks. No um, sacks allowed the last two games. Yeah, and so um, and Brady White's played. Pretty darn well uh, mm-hmm. since the Temple game. Um, I mean, SMU is tenth in total offense. Memphis is twenty third right now, but rising. So, I, I think this is going to be very similar to the Tulsa game in terms of score. That's what I think. I do think it benefits Memphis though that they're at home and they seem to play well in these types of. In these big mo- when they've had these big moments at home, now this will obviously be the biggest moment in recent memory. But when they've had similar big moments at home, they have prevailed. Correct me if I'm wrong. In the last three seasons or two plus seasons, so like 2017, 18, and the first four home games of this year, they've only lost one time at the Liberty Bowl. Beliefs, yeah, they were pretty un- sure that's right. They were unbeaten in seventeen. Well, it then- depends what if you consider losing the Liberty Bowl game. regular season. We'll say regular season. Yeah, UCF. Let's... My, I think UCF is the only game since twenty seventeen they've lost at home. Yeah, at, in the regular season. So, I mean, and, and I'll throw this stat out too. Obviously, this is going to be November second. Mike Norvell in November is ten and one. Yeah, so I mean, that's something to keep in mind too. But I'll be. I'm concerned again. Do we trust this defense as much as we did a month ago? I'm not sure. But of Mark's stats, I just want to point this out, that Tulane game was the only game that they have allowed less than 450, and that game was here. So maybe they play better at home. But like- Yeah, but that game was more because, I mean, they still gave up over 5.3 yards per play in that game. It's just Tulane didn't run many plays. And well, I guess they turned it over some, too. Yeah, they yeah. turned it over. But, no, they did play pretty well in the Tulane game. Uh, they played well for three the last three quarters in the Tulane game, is what I would say. Yeah. Um, so, it's going to be a fascinating game. It's going to be a fascinating week um, and a fascinating Saturday. Um we are going to have tons of coverage of game day, of the game, at commercialappeal.com. Um, I don't know. I, I'm really looking forward to this. This is going to be it's going to be a long day on Saturday, but it's going to be really fun. And I would just say one, come to game day. This is this will be if I'm a, if I'm a Memphis fan. This is this is my this is my itinerary. 
I'm getting to game day by six. I'm packing some Bloody Marys with me. All right, like I'm making like a. If there's a way for you to like get a pitch, bring have a pitcher of Bloody Marys with you for you and your wife or your your friends, whatever. That's what I'm doing because I'm starting. Isn't, isn't the mimosa I was the mimosas like the, the drink yeah, of choice? The, the morning for the you could go mimosa. You could do maybe pitcher of mimosas, pitcher of pitcher of uh, Bloody Marys. If you're if or. I used to always do this at Michigan. Like an Irish coffee really does the trick. <laughs> for, uh, for, uh, I mean, the it does. You get the caffeine and the alcohol. The earnestness in your in your eyes there was pretty strong. Because <laughs> uh, I don't drink coffee. I'm not a big coffee drinker. I'm a big Irish coffee drinker <laughs> oh, um, man. when I'm tailgating for football. Um, so you do that. Because you got to pace. You, this is this is a marathon. Yeah, yeah. you got to pace. This is an endurance. You want to have a, it, the. The the real champions on Sat the real winners on Saturday are the ones who can have a constant buzz, but not be that drunk guy. Because it is hard. Yeah, it's yeah, hard. That is, it's, it's a fine line. You know, as, as Frank Beamer would tell not me, not running out of gas. Yeah, there's a fine line between winning and losing, and there's a fine line between being buzzed and too drunk. And and yeah, and like running out of steam at some point too. Exactly. You gotta. Yes. You gotta. Well, now see, this is another benefit of the night game. The like. If you need to nap, there is a cushion there where you could go to game day. So game day ends at 11. You know, get somewhere, nap from 12. Let's say you nap from 12 to 2. Yep. Then you still got four hours, three and a half hours of tailgating ahead of you. Yep. Um, So I would just say pace yourself. You don't want to be that drunk guy. Right. If you are. Build it. If you feel like you you can't do that and you 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 can't pace yourself well, build in a cushion for that nap so you can make it to the game. Because like I said, I really think it's crucial for the Liberty Bowl. I think I think there's no question Beale Street is going to look phenomenal on Saturday morning. Make sure the Liberty Bowl looks just as great on Saturday night. Um, but again, we'll have tons of coverage on commercialpeel.com. Maybe I'll maybe even give you some pointers on commercialpeel.com, some more insight into how to drink properly on a long <laughs> football Saturday. Mark doing um, everybody a solid, man. But uh, yeah, till next time, I was Mark. I was joined by Evan and Jason. Thanks so much. And uh, they're coming to our city. Oh, man. <laughs> a new episode of the Tiger Football Podcast posts each Tuesday during the regular season. You can also subscribe to the show for free on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. I'm Sean King. The Tiger Football Podcast is a production of The Commercial Appeal.